Okay, folks, NFL is slowly wrapping up. We just got started with divisional round Saturday, just finished. And we're wrapping up this fine divisional weekend. We've got two more games on slate for today of O Brother the Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Coop. And they do call me Big O, O Say. Let's get it. And speaking of O Brother, uh,. Aaron Rodgers just lost another playoff game and did not reach the Super Bowl once again. To the same team. Lustrous Green Bay career. To the same team. At this point, San San Francisco should change their name to the San Francisco Aaron Rodgers Crushers. That was corny. I'm sorry. (laughs) That was very corny. Oh, oh, brother on me for that one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. That was bad. (laughs) But, yes, Aaron Rodgers loses again to the same team. Um... I think that's pretty wild. I think that is pretty crazy. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, I know a lot of people were seeing uh, the Packers go to the, at least the NFC Championship once again. Uh, me, not so much. Um, I honestly had no faith in this team coming into the playoffs because at this point they have to prove it to me. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has yet to make another Super Bowl since he won his last one in 2009 and 2010, I believe. One of those two. Um, he just really hasn't gotten over that hump and really it's not to his point per se he's been playing at an elite MVP type level I feel like there's just 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 not enough per se around him to get it, to get it done and quite frankly my dad made it a good point they're, they're really just a three person team in terms of Rodgers uh, Adams and Aaron Jones if those three guys aren't there out there getting it done then the Packers ultimately lose but that is the whole issue because because they were out there getting it done. Adams had, I believe, nine for 129. Did he score? No. No. Um, Aaron Jones had... Oh, was it Aaron Jones that had a big game? I think it was Aaron Jones that had nine catches for 129. Okay. Devontae Adams, I believe, had a decent game. I, I don't recall his numbers. Yeah, but Dylan scored in terms of the but, yeah, yeah, that was the only that was the only touchdown on 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 their behalf for the whole night. And what's crazy is yesterday, both teams that were number one and had buys lost. Yeah, that's very interesting. First time I saw so, since twenty ten. Honestly, I've been thinking about this for the past couple of years. I keep forgetting to bring it up, but. Honestly, if I'm an NFL team, I don't want the one seed. No. I don't want it. Too much pressure. It's too much pressure. It's too much time off. You got to understand, you're playing week to week. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So to have that full week off, I think... A, it plays into your psyche. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. B, it plays into your physicalness because you know over time, if you if you rest, you know what I'm saying, your bones stiff up and all that other stuff. So I mean, they they might have more time to quote unquote recover, but if you're playing something on a weekly basis, your body's already used to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you could probably speak more on it from a health standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just playing, keeping your muscles and your body moving from from week to week is obviously more of an advantage to to those guys um, playing every week. And you want, I guess, the, the the week off will only be advantageous to those who are really banged up as a team. Like, you need another week to recover to have your tackle ready or to have your star cornerback ready to good to go or something like that, that nature. But right. for a team that's that's already settled, settled and honed in like the Packers were to be playing week to week, and they need to go. Right. <laughs> it's as simple as that. It's very ridiculous. Like, I mean... 
But uh, what do you think it is the problem with? Is, is it either is it Aaron Rodgers? It's or definitely the team not, around him. It's is definitely it? not Aaron Rodgers, as you said earlier. It's the pieces around him. Um, we know if you shut down Devontae Adams, which you probably can't do, probably but if can. you can do a good job, if you can keep him out of the end zone, mm-hmm. if you can keep Aaron Jones at bay, even though they got a, a very budding running back in um, AJ Dillon, they have no other offensive pieces. Mm-hmm. They have no other offensive pieces like Josiah. Deguar, the backup uh, tight end, mm-hmm. he dropped a few passes, mm-hmm. a ver- a, like a few key passes. You know what I'm saying? Like based on the based on the game I saw, and like Mercedes Lewis fumbled the ball. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? All of these others, as Shaq would as Shaq would put them, mm-hmm. they still got to step up. Step it's up, playoff yeah. times. Everybody's game has to step up across the board. You know what I'm saying? You are in Lambeau Field, the cold, rigid temperature, playing against a team that is that that that, that does not see that year round. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's no excuse. There's no excuse from top to bottom. And if we can literally go matchup to matchup, and there's no reason on paper why San Francisco should be hanging, at least offensively, Mm -hmm. with Green Bay. Yeah, and absolutely, because we know that Aaron Rodgers obviously is going to come to play. And you know, in years past, that there was there was excuses made that oh he doesn't have a defense. The secondary is always giving up a ton of yards. Blah blah blah. Now he have a decent defense behind him. He's got at least one awesome weapon to throw to and a run game. So that should be more than enough to get them to the back to the championship game, if not to the Super Bowl. Right. So we we have to stop saying you know what's wrong with Green Bay and start giving the props to obviously San Francisco who came out with the win today. Absolutely, say? absolutely. And yeah, in this in the same. As you said, we definitely got to credit San Francisco. We got to credit their defense, man. Mm, like, Garoppolo did nothing. Yeah. I do not credit him for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I do credit Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. Debo Samuel made a lot of clutch plays, passing and running the ball. It just seems like he's just really cannot be stopped. It seems like if you get him in space, it's really a wrap. Mm-hmm. Like, his vision is, like, next level, for real. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like the MVPs of that game definitely was Samuel and the uh, San Francisco defense for holding yeah. a potent or what's supposed to be potent Green Bay offense to only 10 points. But to me, does it does it seem like the 49ers are better built to play these hard-nosed, tough, grind-em-out football games more, even in the cold, more than the, the Green Bay Packers, it seems like? I wouldn't say that. I just think they're more poised to beat Green Bay. Is that the kryptonite? I think at this point, you can, you have to call it. They have their number, man. Okay. They have their number. Four straight times you go up against um, them and lose. You know, whether it be the championship game, whether it be earlier mm-hmm. in it, like, you for some reason, you cannot get past this team. And this has to be marked down as Aaron Rodgers, like, from, like, a negative. Because we all praise Aaron Rodgers. He's supposed to win MVP, blah, 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 blah. But this has to be jot jot down. Like, the same way Eli Manning is the Brady killer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The same way we see that. We have to look at the 49ers and say, look, Aaron Rodgers cannot beat this team. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, yeah. when it comes to yeah. when it comes to San Fran, you're not beating us, bro. Mm-hmm. You're not. It could be regular season. You Probably, might beat us. Yeah. You might whoop us regular season, and that's fine. And it's the psyche. It has to. It's a mental aspect. Of that, it has yeah. to be. It has to be because Aaron Rodgers, Grant, he didn't even have a bad game. Yeah. He didn't have a bad game on his account, but I think the combination of again 
the other role players not stepping up mm-hmm. and the defense that you can't even blame the defense because yeah. the defense had defense a played had, well. the defense played very well and had turnover big turnovers too. like you would expect even on a bad day for Green Bay to score 20 points mm-hmm. on a, that that's an off day for Green Bay scoring 20 to 23 points is an off day and that's that's honestly what I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be 23 to 13 or something but they couldn't score yeah. and it was really a sight to see man it really was a sight to see yeah, so much credit due to the 49ers. Um, they came to play, and I, I I just feel like they have the the best mix of talent across the board at each position to to shock some people and actually win the Super Bowl this time. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see, but that all comes down, I think it will come down to quarterback play, and it did the last Super Bowl when they placed it, played against the Chiefs, and it may come into a factor again. Okay, so moving forward, we do have another great NFC matchup uh, coming on today. We got the Rams and Bucks um, leading into his. Uh, Matthew Stafford finally showed us that he can win a playoff game. He moved on. Um, Tom Brady is obviously, you know, a man well, <laughs> well on his way to another Super Bowl appearance, it looks like. But uh, who's got the edge in today's game? Is it the Rams? Is it is it? Is it Stafford and, and his guys, or is it Brady with a banged-up uh, Bucks team? Um, well, you, you're going to have to edge it to the man with seven rings. Really? You're going to have to edge it to him. I don't – like, I think we're learning that experience is the best teacher. Mm-hmm. And last season, he did what I thought – I didn't even think they were going to make the playoffs last season. I was like, bro, this guy's old. It's over. Mm-hmm. But the fact mm-hmm. that he was able to do that, granted he had a much – better cast going into the playoffs offensively than he does now. Right. So that definitely will factor in. But I can't go against experience, bro. I feel like I've learned my lesson. You know what I'm saying? I've learned my lesson and I feel like even though Tampa is down receivers, I believe they said Fournette will play though. Fournette's going to play, but no right tackle in Tristan words. You have no obviously no Antonio Brown, no secondary, no no Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. You know, yeah. a banged up Mike Evans. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I definitely understand, but at the same time, if that was the case, then, then they wouldn't have. Got, I understand Philly's a much, <clears throat> a much less lesser team as far as like, um, as far as like talent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they would have had major problems against Philly if that was the absolute case. Tom Brady has a keen sense of knowing what to say, and then also knowing how to bring the best out of. Any player. Very true. Any player. Cyril Grayson, who is that? Mm-hmm. But he was very instrumental in that last in the, in the final game of the season against the Jets, I believe. Right. And they came all the way back to win that game, and Grayson had over honey. Like, who is that? Like, the fact that he's able to work with who work with whatever he has is amazing. Now, the task in front of them is crazy. Because mm-hmm. on paper, again, this is like, um, in my opinion, like the whole Green Bay scenario. On paper, there's no reason the Rams should lose this game. Right. And to make matters worse, they've already beat them earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. So they they should have the formula, yeah. And while they were at full strength earlier in the season. And to your point, like I've stopped betting against Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald has proven he's been okay. He's been I respect it. the guy. 
on the Rams for since he's since he's been drafted. I mean, he's been a, a Pro Bowler seven out of eight seasons, three time all, all defensive player. I'm mean, three time defensive player of the year, and there's just no way that he's not going to make his impact on a playoff game. Okay, him combined with the Jalen Ramsey to stop to get stops in the secondary. Now all you have to do is be able to run the ball, which is which is also a hard task against the Buccaneers. Don't get me wrong; they do stop the run well, but they have fallen back in recent weeks. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to run the ball and Stafford cannot make crucial turnovers. He's led the league in pick sixes this year. You cannot have one of those. Man, he's had against a, he's Tom had a Brady terrible this year. second. And you should know you were a Stafford owner this year. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. From a from a fantasy from a fantasy perspective, so he, those he tailed be, off at the second half. Yeah, of the season. those are going to be some key reasons to why the Rams win this game. And if they don't. If those don't come into factor, they will lose this game because you know Tom Brady's going to find a way to slip it out. Of but the end. best part about it, I feel like, and again, I'm still going with Tampa to win the game, but another ripple of the Rams' offense has come into fruition, and that is the running game. Mm-hmm. Sonny Michelle has been absolutely outstanding, yeah. especially at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. He's been absolutely – and they've been leaning on him mm-hmm. a lot. You know what I'm saying? Have they won all their games? No, but they've been leaning on, on him a lot. So I can definitely see a situation where, okay, Stafford maybe isn't – maybe got the jitters because this is the furthest he's ever been right. in his career right. in the right. playoffs. Yeah. We're going to give this man the ball 25 to 30 times and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup's still going to have his numbers or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like if Tampa can't score, if the Rams' defense does what they're supposed to do, this isn't going to be a Stafford game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a Sonny Michelle yeah. game. Cam Akers Cam well. Akers. I was about to say, I just wanted to point that out. Him coming back from tearing his Achilles in July. Five months. Yeah, to be able to be playing in, a, in the playoffs is amazing. That's yeah. like almost just as good as the, the Adrian Peterson coming extremely back from the ACL OC. in eight months. Like, that is that is a miraculous No, nah, that's, that's like extremely and to be a contributor on a playoff team, man, shout out to him, dog. So, so you are going with Tampa for sure. Definitely going with Tampa. Yeah, I'm, going I'm still with going the with Rams. Tampa. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams win. Let yeah. me not like flippy flop. But yeah, yeah, I'm going with yeah, I'm going with the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers. Okay, barring a Stafford interception, I will be choosing the Rams here. Just like us, just like you alluded to, I think they're going to lean on a run game, take the ball out of Stafford's hat, hands, and let him just kind of game manage this game. And uh, just chip away at this bu- good Buccaneers team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So we're gonna just transition into the AFC. AFC uh, yesterday, man. Like you said, the number one teams went down, and the Titans. Mm-hmm. The Titans uh, played a played a pretty good game in terms of you know being a balanced team and all of that, but. Uh, Ryan Tannehill threw some crucial interceptions. And a lot. I mean, I feel like the last one was not necessarily his fault. Yeah, very true. You know what I'm saying? True. But, yeah, nah, he wasn't looking like himself. I believe they expected Derrick Henry to do more than what he did. Yeah. But also, he came off of injury. You can't really yeah. expect him to be And when your best great player person. is just coming off of injury, of course they're going to load the box and expect you to do You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to expect you to time. do that. Now, credit to A.J. Brown for making the absolute most out of his opportunities. Mm-hmm. Because when Tannehill did throw the ball, he looked for him and looked for him often. often and, yeah. man, it was, that catch for the touchdown on 
on the right side of the oh, end zone. Man, that was tough. That was like some like yo. And your man didn't even move his hand. Like it just fell Bro. right in his lap, and he just just like. And that was the Tannehill that was supposed to be, that was supposed to play exactly. for, for four quarters. Four quarters. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Credit the Bengals defense for making it hard, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they did. Who did they beat last week again? If I'm not mistaken, the they, Raiders. They beat the Raiders. Yeah. Was that that was in that was in Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. No, it was, yeah, it was. In, it was in Cincinnati. Cincinnati right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 They beat the Bengals. They beat the Raiders in Cincinnati. And yeah, man, they nobody had them going this far. Yeah. To the AFC Championship. Absolutely. It's something about Joe Burrow's character that I'm starting to see. I'm really starting to fuck with. Like I really feel like he's somebody said this, um, Joe Burrow is what the Browns thought Baker Baker Mayfield would be. Mm. Joe Burrow is what the Browns thought Baker like swaggy white kid but can back it up and is really showing the NFL world and really the world like mm-hmm. bruh I'm here. Like, the whole college championship was not a fluke. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got championship quality in me. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, win-loss <clears throat> for whoever they end up playing between the Bills and the Chiefs, they have over-succeeded for the year. You know what I'm saying? And they can only, I would hope, anyway. Wait, you're thinking just Kansas City making it to this point has over-succeeded for the year? No, no, no. Oh. We're talking about Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Cincinnati. You said oh, barring who they're playing. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm okay. saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, regardless of who they play, the fact that they've reached the AFC the Championship, okay. Okay, they've gotcha, already gotcha. over, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. They've already over succeeded. So, honestly, win loss, they should be, they should be proud of themselves. But knowing Joe Burrow now, I feel like, bro, he's like, I'm right here. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason why we can't win it all. There's no win reason all, why, yeah. you know what I'm saying? The defense is playing well. Mar Chase is looking like an eight year receiving value. Veteran. Mm-hmm. Like he's been like like he's been doing this for a minute. Like right. T. Higgins has been looking like he's been doing this for a minute. And bro, the whole receiving core as far as them and Tyler Boyd, random CJ Uzoma mm-hmm. is starting to fucking is, is starting to come to life. So like I really like what's going on in Cincinnati. I think if they can shore up their defense a little bit better, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a problem. From an offensive standpoint, like in a fantasy standpoint, you're gonna need to get a piece of this mm-hmm. offense coming in the next year. So right, right, right. Um, um, definitely, you know, something to look forward into that in that aspect. But their offensive line, we cannot give credit to. They give up. They gave up like a franchise record, like nine sacks to the Tennessee Titans, and still ended up finding a way to absolutely, pull this game absolutely. Out. But to that, you know, they're missing a lot of players on that line, especially the star on that line, which is Larry Ogunjobi. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. I didn't expect to be nine sacks, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But um, credit the bank again. That goes back to credit in the Bengals defense for every time you know they were in that position. Because I I would say the Titans had more opportunities to ice the game than yeah. the Bengals did. The Bengals just capitalized on those opportunities, you know, more so than the Titans did. Right. So that was really the difference. Yeah, because the Titans had the ball to to score at the end, and then they ended up turning it over once again. So. And something else that kind of got to me was, I understand they were trying to work Derek, Derek Henry back in, but it was very also obvious that Foreman was cooking. Yeah. He he had the fresher legs. It's, he had like, the yeah. fresher legs. There's no, like, I understand what the you're trying to do, but are you trying to win the game or not? Because mm-hmm. it looked like any time he touched the ball, he was getting at least 10 yards of rip. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. Like, so as a coach, you know, like, 
I definitely would like to know what the logic was behind continuing to run with Derrick Henry when he had 17 for like 60 yards, which was like three a clip. Yeah. And the other dude had like the same amount on like four carries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he did break that like 50. You know what I'm saying? Like quarter or something like that. He definitely looked more fluid, a little more balanced. Um, it didn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense to me. So Fabro definitely got to go back to the to the drum board with that. Like they had like son like. No reason to lose the game again. Nine sacks. The, the de- it's it's not on the defense. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not on the defense. So and Isaiah Simmons, I believe, is a free agent and is going to be asking for a massive contract coming up mm. next season. That the big D tackle in the middle of that uh, Tennessee line and Harold Landry, I think too, of course, is really good. Who I wanted the Falcons to draft coming mm-hmm. out of Boston College. Man, he's what year was that? That was uh, two or three seasons ago. I can't remember just quite. Okay. But um, but my, big shout out to uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, man. They have definitely over overachieved uh, this season, and I'm looking forward to to seeing who they play in the um, AFC Championship game, if, whether it be the Bills or the Chiefs coming up. Speaking of which, which one of these two Bills Chiefs man underrated high school quarterbacks do you have in this great game? great matchup, man? The rematch. Um, I think it's man. It's 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 close. It's a coin toss, bro. You can't go wrong with either pick. But if you had to choose, if I had to choose, gun to my head, I'm definitely going with the Chiefs. Because at the end of the day, they're playing in the Chiefs' kingdom. Um, Mahomes has proven that he can change it up. You know, they they spent the whole half of the season, maybe like a little bit before half, but the majority of the season they spent thinking and dunking. Mm-hmm. Because that's all that that defense was giving them, not because he turned into a crappy quarterback, right? but literally changed their whole offensive scheme and rattled off, what, like seven, eight wins mm-hmm. or whatever before they lost to yeah, because the Bengals. Like around week six, teams started playing them with, you know, majority too high safeties. Mm. And you can see the numbers to win. You don't play with too high safeties, and you do. And the numbers for Patrick Mahomes drastically yes, decreased. It was crazy. You so know what I'm when when Tyreek Hill's not able to get over the top, you know, your Kelsey, you know, deep down the middle of the field, those type of things are not there when you're playing those two deep safeties. Um, and obviously, if you can get a decent pass rush and you can rush with four or five like the Bills can do, and you can, I think you can effectively um, get at Patrick Mahomes and help slow this offense down. Um, barring that, though, I do think the firepower on the Chiefs may be too much this time around. Um, I think that they are going to, to win this game. Mm, mm. Yeah, again, I just feel like a uh, fully healthy Tyreek Hill, fully healthy Travis Kelsey. They are not on like no COVID symptoms, none of that. None mm-hmm. of that. Like they're ready. They said Clyde Edwards-Helaire will be back too. You know what I'm saying? Like it should help. But they've been having a great success from Patrick McKinney. Um, that I'm is sorry. true. No, from, from McKinnon. From McKinnon. I'm sorry. Jared, Jared, Jared McKinnon. McKinnon. Jared yeah, McKinnon. Yeah, yeah. He's been he's been okay. He's definitely been okay. I feel like uh, with with him, you got to still kind of limit his snaps because he's still injury prone. Right. But um, yeah, if you can get some good runs out of him, that would that would definitely be a plus. The Bills, in my opinion, Josh Allen is going to have to have one of the mega crazy games in order for in terms of his running 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 the ball. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to have like. 18 carries to 90 yards, maybe, and throw the ball for at least 300. 
Wow, that's that's asking for a lot out of your quarterback. But it's something that they can do because uh, KC defense is not nice. And for him to take that many hits in that cold in Kansas City you know what I'm saying? Would, be, would be a lot. But at the same time, Bill's also playing cold weather, so that's not an issue for them. Yeah, you know it, shouldn't be. it shouldn't, it shouldn't be. be an issue for them at all. I don't see it being an issue. Good point. You know, I know... I know Stefan Diggs wants to get it back in blood. He really does. You know what I'm saying? Because of that video that resurfaced again, him just watching them celebrate after the championship yeah. game last year. I know he wants it bad, so I, I feel like he's going to do anything he can to, no, absolutely. to get to that Super Bowl run this year, even if they have to go through the Chiefs again. So we'll see. It should be a fantastic matchup. Um, absolutely. You know, with these two quarterbacks going at it. And, and I, it's going to be a matchup I'm going to be looking forward to in, in years to come in, in, in AFC. Man. It'll it'll definitely be a crazy one. But, yeah, again, I think we both have the Chiefs winning that one. And then mm-hmm. – so just real quick, if, if if the Chiefs win, we have Chiefs-Bengals in which the Bengals have already beat them earlier in the season. Have they? Yes. Oh, yeah. That that was the team that stopped that stopped the eight, nine-game run they was on. Oh, oh. Yeah. Man. They came into into Arrowhead mm-hmm. and just That's right. That's and just right. got and to just, and just got to whooping of, on them. Jamar Chase could not be stopped. A bunch of points. Yes, could not be right. stopped, bro. And then they held the ball at the end of the fourth quarter. They didn't even mm-hmm. give Mahomes a chance. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's very interesting in the sense of, and and I also feel like that'll be a better matchup for the Bengals. I think if the Bills find a way to beat the Chiefs, they're going to mollywop the Bengals. Okay. Mollywop them. It's really? not I don't think it's going to be close. Because of a defensive aspect? Because of the matchup. I just think yeah. I just think the matchup is just not it doesn't favor them at all. They got yeah. two all pro safeties. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't mm. know no. Yeah, you're right too. Tredavious White is not playing them right. Mm-mm. He's still injured, right? But still, I mean, they got a very t- vaunted defense mm-hmm. that that, you know what I'm saying? In my opinion, can shut down and has proven to shut down offenses. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I don't think that'll be a an easy task at all. And then coupled with the fact that on the other side of the ball, they can be very potent. This isn't the Titans where Tannehill can have one of them games. Right. You know what I'm saying. Thank where you. Derrick Henry can have one of them games. Josh Allen, for the most part, is electric, bro. Yeah. He plays Madden. <laughs> in, in real life, in real life, bro, this man, this man just makes Madden moves, yeah. and it's crazy. So if he can, if he can bring that fire, and if they can find a way to beat the Chiefs, I have them molly whopping the Bengals. Okay, yeah. I mean that's a good take because I, I really feel like that you know the Bills can definitely beat you in multiple ways. <laughs> Uh, offensively, considering their plethora of receivers as well that they have, and, him, and exactly. Allen being able to run the ball, so we'll, we'll see with that one. Um, maybe they can pull it off and beat the Chiefs. Uh, we'll see, but I, uh, I don't see that happening today. But I, I'm hoping for a good game. So that should be obviously be the best game of the day. Absolutely, and we're, we're going to be looking forward to watching that. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, of course we got to get some NBA talk in here. Um, NBA is already. Halfway over, seems like. Um, well, we got some surprises in the in the standings so far. Um, I don't think coming into this season when I saw the Chicago Bulls pick up Vucevic from Orlando, they got um, to you know to go with Levine, Lonzo Ball, and now Demar Derozan, who is come into fruition as a low key MVP candidate. How the hell are the Bulls ranked number two right now in the East? 
I'm just like the rose in. If I shoot it, it goes in. <laughs> Can we shout out that random rapper for that bar? Because when he said it, I was like, I mean, it's cool. He does make a lot of jumpers, but DeMar DeRozan, I yeah. mean, he's cool. But goodness gracious. Mid-range assassin. Mid-range assassin. <laughs> like, for real. Um, I think it's. I think they're playing unselfish basketball. I think Lonzo is should get much more credit than, you know, what people yeah, are giving him. Absolutely. He has, once again, increased his three-point percentage. You know what I'm saying? He's he's the traditional point guard, mm-hmm. but I think he does it with a little more swag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He he's does a, it with yeah. swag. But Definitely like, the prime facilitator on that I team. I think he's like a super Saiyan Rajon Rondo, in my he, opinion. Yeah, and he plays the defense just like Rajon Ray, used to He plays great in defense and everything. So that's a start. And then you have a, in my opinion, superstar in Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. I think Zach Levine this season, honestly, probably – last season has crossed the threshold of from all-star to like like game-changing okay I don't even want to call him a superstar yet but definitely very very close he's what an it, all-star so yeah he's definitely he's an all-star fringe, fringe superstar fringe fringe superstar because he's really grown his game and I love how he's kind of developed his game and has made people kind of see him as a complete player mm-hmm. as opposed to somebody that's won the dunk, dunk contest somebody that can jump out the gym you know like right. motherfuckers is really seeing him as oh wow he can shoot oh wow he can like go off the dribble like he don't got a lot of weaknesses in his game mm-hmm. in my opinion like I think he's like a taller Devin Booker like he's he's a bucket yeah bro. he he's can a definitely bucket. get bu- uh, buckets he's a bucket and, and then as and then as we were talking about DeMar DeRozan mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like I think he's somebody who's always been proven I think San Antonio situation they wanted him to be the the number one guy mm-hmm. and I don't think he's at that point of his career if oh. that makes sense I don't think he's ever been there to a point like even, well, in, yeah. even in Toronto yeah, he when was, he, with him he and was. Lowry I think he was a focal point in Toronto and I think he was he delivered as best as he could but he yeah. also that was literally the, the, the same time LeBron dominated the East Absolutely. so you can't really be mad at that I think if LeBron doesn't dominate the East like that Toronto wins one or two rings with DeRozan I think I guess so. That's, I guess that's because they were very. They were defensively. They were sound. Sound. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And the offense ran through Lowry and DeRozan. Mm-hmm. And DeRozan was mid range. He was developing his mid range assassinness there. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. And again, but when when he went to San Antonio, I don't think he had enough pieces around him. And he was doing a lot, right. you know what I'm saying. And he's also been somebody that's very, that's been focal about um, like mental health and stuff like that. Oh, true, true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So I'm pretty sure that might have been affecting him as far as like being down there and them not excelling the way he probably envisioned. Because it's Greg Popovich, it's mm-hmm. the Spurs, it's greatness, but it's on the low greatness. And I think that at the time it matched his personality, but it just wasn't showing up on the floor. Yeah, but he's in a he's in a major market now and it's showing out for sure. But I don't want to leave out Vucevic as well, who's coming from you know a small market in terms of Orlando having to be the guy, the facilitator, sure. the score. Numbers have dropped a little bit, obviously. You know he doesn't have the ball in his hands as much as he did in Orlando, mm-hmm. but he's doing his role on what it takes to um, to win ball games. So I don't want to just leave him and see, make sure he's not, a, you know, just to say he's not a contributor. He's right. definitely doing his thing as well in terms of boards, scoring down low, you know, and defensively, you know, guarding uh, every every big man in the East uh, on a nightly basis. Absolutely. But, yeah, moving along, I would definitely like to talk a little bit about the hottest team out of the 
Out of the NBA, honestly, we talking about the Memphis Grizzlies, man. Grizzlies, yeah. Memphis mm-hmm. Grizzlies is like showing that like Zach Randolph grit. Like, I love what John Moran is doing. For the month of January, I I know they won their first like 10, 11 games. Um, and again, they're all playing like they're the last man on the team trying to trying to trying to prove something. Like they're all, they all have that same kind of attitude. They all have that same kind of drive. And John Morant is proving that he was the best player out of that out of that drive class. Yeah, um, he's he's for for certainly proving it. Like there's nobody. I mean, I understand Zion, Zion, but he he's not doing nothing right now. He's not doing anything right now. That's he's, a whole another situation. To it is of Zion. Him absolutely, play, absolutely. But at the end of the at the end of the day, the NBA, everybody is a show me kind of, right. you know. And what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? You know what I'm saying? And we they, all know what Zion can do, but what has he done? Exactly. You know? And we've seen John Morant dominate on a nightly basis. He's getting Facts. 25 to 30 points. He's getting you, you know, your 7 8 mm-hmm. assists to go along with it. He's being the, not only the facilitator, but the main point getter. Mm-hmm. And it's just, man, it's all coming together in Memphis. I'm not even sure who the coach is in Memphis, but he's doing a hell of a job. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, Memphis has definitely been been on their grind. And, and, I, I, and Jared Jackson as well has, has come along as a, as a big All guy. of them. All of them. And they're young. They they have the drive. They have the hunger. I mm-hmm. feel like if they when they make the playoffs, I don't think any team is going to want to beat them. They've already beat notable teams, Golden State. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lakers. The, the Lakers. Nets. The Nets. You know what I'm saying? They're really going at the top teams next and letting people know, hey, man, we here and we hooping. Right. So I feel like in the playoffs – you don't know what could happen, man. But oh, let me ask you this: They're one of the youngest teams in the NBA. How far do you think this is? The John Morant can can take these young guys because the average age I think on this roster is like twenty three years old. He could take them as far as he want to go. I think, the, despite the fact that they are a younger team, John Morant has shown maturity past his age. Mm-hmm. He's shown maturity in his leadership. He's shown maturity in his actual like physical stats to stat over year like. Everything has increased. So I think if they follow his lead, I think if they all continue to work as a unit and all continue to play like their 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 roster spot dependent on it. Right. Man. Because they nobody all, wants to see that. They have guys who that play a, a, like have like seven or <coughs> eight guys who play more than twenty minutes on a nightly basis that contribute every night. And they have different guys that they can lean on from night to night. Okay, he's not doing so much. You know, we can go to this guy. And they're still missing, like, a key a key starter in, like, Dylan Brooks, yep. who has been out. So, th- th- this team is tough. And I-, I believe Steven Adams brings a real resilience and also yeah. a real toughness. A real roughness, yeah. And, and the kind of a kind of the bodyguard in terms of protecting, you know, the young stars and the Jaron Jacksons and the John Absolutely. Rand. I know. I agree with that. I definitely do. So that uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's they're starting to gel at the right time, and I really think that they can do some damage come playoff time. You know, they're sitting right now at the three seed. They could definitely easily win their first matchup against uh, you know somebody like a Clipper or like a Minnesota or or even L.A. like the Lakers. Mm. You know, yeah, the Lakers been looking real lowly. Let's talk about it for a second, yeah. man. Like um, Russell Westbrook has been benched in the fourth quarter. The last two games, they won one, lost one. Frank Vogel's being monitored now on a game by game basis of his success and whether he has any job security or not, mm. which has been um, floating around in the news. Now, how much... Now, let me ask you. I understand the jokes have been flying. Russell Westbrook this, Russell Westbrook that, but how much of of the Lakers, I guess, um, 
of the Lakers' failures do you attribute to strictly him? Like, how, like, do you feel like the Lakers are failing? No, I don't because feel like they're of him? failing just because Russell Westbrook's on the team. I feel like they're failing because his roster was put together poorly. Okay. If you coming into the season, we all knew that we looked at this roster and said, mm, I don't think this is going to do it. I mean, because there's a lot of seasoned veterans. You have a guy in Anthony Davis that can't seem to be healthy. I mean, look where he is now, back on injury reserve. <laughs> um, plus, you add that in with the with – the, the mentality and the play style of a Russell Westbrook with the LeBron James, you knew that was just frustration loading. You know, That's fair. although Carmelo has played right, rightfully well, but mm-hmm. the guy who's played the best on the Lakers roster is Stanley Johnson, and he's signed two ten day contracts. You know, recently. <laughs> so, like, what, what are we doing here in the Lakers in terms of? You know, LeBron is doing all he can, you know, 30 points, triple doubles every night to night, and they're still losing. He has the most 30-point games this season, and they're 500 when he does so. It's telling me that the roster built around this man has been poor. The execution has been poor. The turnovers probably have been untimely because you have Russell Westbrook. I already know how that goes. <laughs> and it's just everything has just thing, not worked. Is there anything they can do to turn the season around? But I mean, obviously, you want to get Anthony Davis back healthy. Yeah. But, like, they got to make a move. My whole thing has always been and has been for the past four years now, Russell Westbrook does not want to change. Now, again, I'm not solely contributing the Lakers' failures on him as well. You know what I'm saying? If you ask me, it's definitely not solely on him. Mm -hmm. But I think there's nuances in his game. There's things he can do from a situational awareness standpoint that can help the team win. Yeah. Simple and plain. Mm -hmm. Like... You can't at this stage of your career continue to lead the league in turnovers, bro. You can't do that. You can't. You have to work on your shot. You it, it can't be go 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 all the time. Yeah. We saw that there was success in that, but since KD left, you've been first round bounce. Mm-hmm. When you've been the main hot show on your team, the only time you didn't is when you was with James Harden that one that one time, and y'all barely got past them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to. I, I feel like. A lot of great players have continued their greatness by realizing what it is. Mm-hmm. Ray Allen, Carmelo Anthony. It took a while, but yeah. Carmelo Anthony realized what it was. Okay, my skills might be diminished as far as um, a poster player, you know, a poster player or a just shooter. But how can I still impact the game in a positive way? Now, I'm not saying. Russell Westbrook's skill has gotten to that level of mm-hmm. diminishment. But I think that in the sense of, okay, what is the league coming to? Right. The league has come, into, has come to a shooter's league. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. The slashers and the, all that, they're still there, but they're not in abundance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're literally playing, playing your way out of the league because mm-hmm. nobody wants that style of play at the end of the day. Yeah, and then when you add a massive contract on the back end of that with no production, that's just an easy way for people to just dismiss you. But but again, when you see it on paper, it, yeah. it looks like production, though. Mm-hmm. When you see 19, 8, and 8, which is what I believe he's averaging, yeah. and then you, you see like, six bro. turnovers, seven turnovers. But all points, rebounds, and assists are not created equal. Nope. They're not created equal at the end of the day. So Lonzo can have that same stat line, but because his turnovers are less, because he makes more situational awareness is, I feel like, one of the most important non-physical aspects you can have to mm-hmm. any game, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, whatever. If you can, your IQ, if you can see the situation and react accordingly. Mm-hmm. 
And that has been Russell Westbrook's issue. He sees it. He sees for his entire the, career for his entire career, and it was masked. You know, when he started averaging a triple double, it was masked because he was such a raw player. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was masked, and people was like, uh, "I'm good." Katie saw that years ago. Like, bro, I'm good, bro. I'm not gonna. I'm. I love OKC, but there's no way I'm winning with this guy. No disrespect. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm winning with this guy, and I don't care how many NBA players will come out and support Russell. Man, y'all tripping. Y'all don't watch ball. Y'all, look, we're fans just like y'all are fans. We see the game just like y'all see the game. You know what I'm saying? Of course, y'all have more experience, but at the end of the day, a true fan can see what the fuck is going on. And I felt like it took him moving to L.A. to see for the for the national media to finally see what we have been seeing for years. It's ridiculous. So we knew that Russell Westbrook coming to the Lakers, him him doing all of that alongside LeBron James, wasn't going to last more than a year. At all. If anything. At all. So I, I blame general management and them putting that seasoned roster together. It was bad. And it was just wasn't it wasn't meant to be from the jump. So we might have a finals again without LeBron. Real quick, I just wanted to uh, harp on my Wizards. We are playing 500 basketball now, but Kyle Kuzma should be an all-star. I said it here. I agree. You heard it here. You heard it first. And in the since uh, Bill has kind of gone down and he's been getting more minutes as far as the rotation is concerned, he's only been elite. Mm-hmm. Not good. He's been elite. He's been elite. Starting with his 27 points, 22 rebound performance. He's dropped a few game winners. He's dropped 30 points. Like, the... The boy has been hooping, and as far as Eastern Conference players, I think he's done enough from this from like middle December to this point to at least be in consideration. So anybody, so all you voters out there, you know what I'm saying, all you media people out there, Kyle Kuzma, Is man, Bill an All Star this year? No. He hasn't played enough. On the simple fact that he hasn't played enough. Oh, yeah. And also, his numbers are down. If you look at his numbers, they're down. Mm-hmm. But they're, but when the, when the season started, we were playing amazing basketball. We were playing amazing basketball, so there's no reason for him to go for 30. What shocks me about the Wizards is that uh, KCP has been playing a lot better than Spencer Dinwiddie in terms of, in t- in le- in terms of late. Why is that, do you think? Honestly, I'm not sure. I know I know when Dinwiddie started, they were trying to get him on or not get him to play back-to-backs because he was still recovering from his injury. I don't know if if, if he's re-aggravated it. I'm not sure what the actual issue is because when he started, he was hooping. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's kind of went to the wayside. I'm not, And again, I'm not 100% sure what's been going on. I think that if Bill comes back 100%, we got Thomas Bryant back. You know what I'm saying? I think that we can start to well play. Come back. I think we can start to play that kind of basketball that we was playing in the beginning of the season. Because right now, I think we're sitting at the seventh AC. Right now, you are currently nine. Oh, Lord. 23 and 23. Oh, Lord. So you're you're oh, technically Lord. still in the play-in games, but... Yeah, but, yeah, but you, nah. You're a we lot need, more we need to do better. seven We eight. need to do better. Yeah. At the end of the day, we need to do better. So. And a surprising fall in the East has been the Boston Celtics. Uh, a lot of teams, uh, speculation has come already. You know, should we break up Tatum? Should we break up uh, Jalen Brown as two tandem superstars? Them coming, you're not coming together or what have you. Do you see them breaking that up anytime soon? I think I think it needs to happen. You think so? I think it needs to happen only because we were seeing that last season. I feel like both of these, I think they're, they're, I think they kind of both play the same position. 
Yeah, in a sense, so, you know what I'm saying. Like so, and both of them are the same as in in terms of I I I want to be that dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. I I think I'm, I have the skill set to be that. And both of them do. Yeah, I would edge the Jason Tatum, but right. both of them definitely have those tools. And as Mark and Marcus Smart, their own teammate pointed out in the beginning of the season, like yo, these motherfuckers have to pass the ball. Yeah, they have to pass the ball, otherwise we're not going to be successful. I think that might have caused the rift in the Celtics locker room as far as like. A player called another player to the media. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But uh, it was the truth. Like, it was you, the you truth. Break down the film. Like they don't really. They, they really just well. do their ISO ball yeah. and do what they do, which is fine. But you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna progress doing that. Yeah, you know these are, but these are the growing pains you see when you have two young budding superstars exactly. on the team. They haven't really, you know, had much team success with each other. But uh, so if they move, let's say they move Jalen Brown, who do they move him for? You know what I'm saying, or to who? Well, maybe for pieces and maybe like a middle to top tier player because okay. at, the, at, the, at the end of the day, Jalen Brown is not worth trading a superstar for, of course. What if they Let's tra- not get crazy here. What if they traded him for Ben Simmons? Mm. I still don't see it flourishing. That would be what Jason Tatum would want. Yeah. But but would, would that be... I mean, at the, at the end of the day, they, if they want to trade you, they, they will trade you. Right. I'm just looking at matchups and does it make sense? Does Jalen Brown on Philly make sense? Because Jalen Brown and Tobias Harris, can you can argue the, the same. same. But yeah, now, same now unless they trade for Tobias Harris, yeah. would that be a better... With, with the Ben Simmons, like say, like say Boston sends back a plethora of picks. Now, would that be... And stuff like that. Now, would that be... Would that be an upgrade at that position, Tobias Harris for Jalen? That's because that's essentially what that trade would be. Mm-hmm. Would that be an upgrade to you, along with adding Ben Simmons? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That would be nice. Hard so you have your shot maker in Tatum, you have your shooter in Harris, and then you have your playmaker. In the Simmons. simple fact Ben Simmons still has not played is baffling. Yeah, I thought I thought he was gonna get in. Yeah. I, I thought he was gonna give in, man. I really thought he was gonna be like, screw it, like it's so, not worth it. Every game he misses is well over three hundred and sixty thousand dollars, and he's forfeiting he is, out of his paycheck. And he paycheck. is okay with that. And for some reason, he's okay with that. Not to play another game with uh, Joel Embiid, who is a man that's probably your MVP front runner right now. With the yeah, way he's, he's been, been going insane. Um, he's been going let's insane. Let's see here. the The Sixers sit now at the sixth seed. They're twenty six and nineteen. Um, three games out of first. So like they're mm. they're right in it in the mix of things and and. And I really feel like if I'm Daryl Morey, the GM of the 76ers, I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling a team like Orlando. I'm calling a team like Indiana. I'm calling a team like uh, maybe even Portland, you know, to try to see what Damian Lillard's situation is, even though I know he's out with, you know, he just had surgery. Um, I'm picking up a phone call in Orlando who has like a plethora of point guards. Hey, how can we get two of these guys here and maybe a pick from you guys for Ben Simmons? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but honestly, bro, if if I'm a if I'm a, if I'm a team, I'm not. I don't want Ben Simmons, bro. Very true. I don't want him for the simple fact of look at what you're doing mm-hmm. to a franchise. You're not being professional at all. This is ugly. What has happened out of the situation is ugly, and I don't get and I, and I don't care why he's doing it. The optics of it is you played bad in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Niggas talk shit. And you got in your feelings. But here, let me put it, put it to you this way. Your guy Kuz that you just talked about, right, wasn't flourishing in L.A., wasn't doing much with, you know, Kobe and LeBron. You send him to D.C. where there's no pressure. Now he's flourishing. 
I think the same thing could happen for for Ben Simmons player. But what is the pressure there? You was you was you was one B to to Joel and B. What is the pressure? Yeah, the pressure is to win in the playoffs, to make free throws down the stretch in key games. He doesn't want to. Do He's that. still gonna need to do that though. What whatever team he goes to, you don't think defenses know that? Oh, you don't think defenses know that you scared? Yeah, but if the, if you're playing in Orlando, there's no pressure. We don't expect you to win in Orlando. So then, so then, what are you what are you playing for? We we we, we see it all the time, man. I'm trying to play for a ring. I'm trying to I'm trying to play for that. If you go to Orlando, what is that? What, what is what does that say for your career? You're running away from the beef. Clear, you're you're running away from it. What I'm saying is clearly Ben Simmons doesn't care about rings. He doesn't care about winning. He just wants to hoop. Just like Russell Westbrook. He's just one of them guys I want to get my bread and I want to put on a show. That's it. I don't care if we want to lose at the end of the day. It's, for NBA's, most NBA guys, it's not about winning. It's about being front and center and cashing that big paycheck and doing the thing that I love for a big paycheck at the end of the day. That's Who cares nice. if I fucking win or lose? I'm famous and I'm rich and I'm doing the thing I love for, you know, for a living. That's right. So if I'm doing it in a place or with a team that I don't want to do it with, I'm going to go out of my way to get where I want to be. I respect that's that. that's the sense that Ben Simmons is coming from when people don't fail to realize mm-hmm. like it's not all not everything is about winning all the time for some players I personally would like to would delve into a person's character more before drafting them or signing them to a long term deal and, and figure out what they're coming from the standpoints in that sense but Long long story short, is Ben Simmons is not he's not a winner, bro. He's really he's a good winner. basketball player, but he's not a winner. He's a loser. Everywhere he's went, he hasn't won anything. Even at LSU, that one year he played, they they were first round bounces in the uh, NCAA tournament. Doesn't have doesn't have that leadership quality, man. Doesn't have the mentality. He don't have that dog in him. He don't have the want to go get it. And, you he know, don't got that dog in him, man. You just posting videos every year about how you're working out, you're shooting jumpers, you're shooting three pointers, you're making your free throws, but you're to, you get to the game and you shot three all season. Like get out of here. Yeah, that's bro. ridiculous, man. I'm sorry, I just had to go on a little soliloquy about uh, Ben Simmons, but I-, I hope they get it done. So we'll uh, we'll leave it there um, in terms of NBA talk. We want you guys to uh, keep watching and tune back in with us. Um, let us I know what you think. Appreciate you. Like, comment. We definitely gonna take this by storm this year as far as like giving y'all the content, giving y'all what y'all need. You know what I'm saying? So like, comment, subscribe. You know what I'm saying? I am Big O. Of course, I'm Coop, man. It's been another great episode of Oh Brother the Podcast. Oh, Bordor. Peace. Shit.